Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good night, (laughs) whatever time it may be where you're hearing the sound of our voices. We are so blessed to be a part of your day today, wishing all of the fathers out there a blessed and a happy Father's Day. And for those of you that are listening to the syndicated show, yes, it is being aired live on Father's Day. And so we do not want to pass up the opportunity to acknowledge the men who have given of themselves to others, be it biological children, spiritual children, um, just children in in your your um, sphere of influence. We thank and we praise God for you today because um, there are many men out there that are simple seed donors, and there are other men who take on the responsibility of rearing children, pouring into children's lives, and being an epic part of their life. And to those men, we are eternally grateful for your um, your your desire to be a blessing to others. I know for myself, um, I actually had a... Um, a seed donor, whom I never knew, uh, never met, found out who he was last year, but be that as it may, um, I'm grateful for the man that took on the task of being my father. Um, His name was Coy Sparks, and I will forever be grateful to him for the love that he um, sowed into my life. And then as I got as a grown person and gave my life to the Lord. I thank and praise God for my spiritual father, Dr. Deontay C. Atkinson, whom has been in my life now for 33 years. And I am grateful for his labor of love to make sure that I grew spiritually and became the woman that God had called me to be. So I just want to give acknowledgement today because there are um, so many people out there who um, who step into some mighty, mighty big shoes to be a blessing to those that they may have not biologically um, brought into the world, but yet and still they are an intricate part of other people's lives and have reshaped the way people see life today. So anyway, I'm going to get off that soapbox. I just really wanted to put that out there. And with all of that being said, I would like to definitely thank my gracious co-host and beautiful dearest sister friend um for her patience and her her um walking through sometimes with me while we were in hiatus um from putting the show on it's just been one thing after another and busy busy lives and what have you so i know we have been MIA for a few weeks and that's largely due largely due to me but i thank and praise her Praise God for her, um, her prayers, her her due diligence, and for hanging in there. And that being said, hey, my sister, how are you, Tanya? Tanya, um, hold on, because I can't. If you're speaking, I can't hear you. So hold on one second. Hello? Okay, there you are. Now I can Hello? hear you. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Now I hear you. 
I just want to say I thank. Yes, I can. I want to thank you and tell you how much I love you and definitely for all the fathers, a shout out, Pastor Atkinson, uh, Apostle Paul, and all the different ones that have been spiritual fathers in our lives. I just want to give a shout out to my um, my fathers, both of them, James Ray, Walter Clark, that has moved on and gone to glory. Thank you for having a moment in my life that you have impacted me. I'm just sorry I couldn't see it until after you were gone. But I definitely want to say most of all to, again, my mother, Atkinson, and my grandmother and those who have passed on who were mothers and fathers at the same time. And I just want to tell you I love you, sis, and how are you today, beautiful? You know, I thank and praise God. Um, it's a, another day above ground. It's um, a, an awesome, awesome time, I think, for for us that are pressing in um, as my pastor is teaching right now into the prevailing presence of God. Um, we had an incredible service this morning. And it's just, you know, Tam, I think about um, where we could be as opposed to where hmm. we are. Okay. Hmm. And I'm so grateful <laughs> for where we are because we could be hmm. in, in a very darkened place, you know, but huh. where we are yeah is in the bosom of God. Where we are is in his hand. And according to his word, nothing and no one can pluck us out. And so it's, it's, you know, no matter what we deal with on this side of heaven, um, we've got to find that place of contentment and joy and laughter um, in the things that we walk through, even the difficult times. There's still... Places huh. there where we can find joy in the midst of it because we are yet in a father's care. And again, when you think about where you could be <laughs> based on where you huh. are, Lord, I huh. thank you. That's all I can say. <laughs> Lord, I thank you. Amen on that one, Seth. Amen on I that thank one. What you. they say, he, I'm so grateful that he saved me. Oh my God. And the fact that he never, ever gives up on us. I'm just like, you know, we've all fallen so short of his glory, so short. Um, but he never gives up on us. He never gives up on us, and, and he's always right there. I want to um, kind of in honor, before we get into our topic, but just kind of in honor of Father's Day, I would like to read a scripture. And I want to read Psalms 103, um, verses 1 through 13, and I want to read it out of the Passion Translation because it's titled in the Passion Translation as Our Father's Love. And it's, um, it's the, the, the um, author of this particular psalm is King David, and it's one of his songs of praise. And it just, to me, when I read it early this morning, it just kind of put everything in its proper perspective of how wonderful and blessed we are to have God as our father, no matter what we endured with fatherhood in the physical and natural realm, we know that the first father we ever had was God and the last father we'll ever have is God because he is continual. But here's what it says. Um, Psalms 103, again, verses 1 through 13 out of the Passion. It says, with my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the holy God. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy me with every desire. My, you satisfy my every desire with good things. You supercharge my life so that I soar again, like a fl- flying eagle in the sky. You're a God who makes things right, giving justice to the defenseless. You unveiled to Moses your plans and showed Israel's sons that you could do. 
Lord, you are so kind and tenderhearted and so patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. You don't look at us only to find our fault, just so that you can hold a grudge against us. You may discipline us for our many sins, but never as much as we really deserve, nor do you get even with us for what we've done. Higher than the highest heavens, that's how high your tender mercy extends. Greater than the grander, grandeur of heaven above is the greatness of your loyal love, towering over all who fear you and bow down before you. Father, farther than from a sunrise to a sunset, that's how far you've removed our guilt from us. The same way a loving father feels toward his children, that's but a sample of your tender feelings toward us, your beloved children who live in awe of you. And I just, you know, I I guess maybe, you know, feeling a little sentimental because it's Father's Day and whatever, and reading the depths of God's love for us as our Heavenly Father, it's just like it puts you in a place and in a mindset where who wouldn't want to love and serve a God like that, you know? Um, so I'm just, I just stand in awe of him, literally. I just really stand in awe of him and his great love toward us. Um, I know we've got listeners that are struggling with this day because their father is no longer here physically in the flesh. and And a lot of times, you know, they have a, People have a hard time dealing with that. But when you think of the father that you always had before you entered to this earth realm and the father that you still have, even though your physical father may be gone, but your heavenly father has not gone anywhere. And that that I just read to you, the the depth of his love for you, um, I hope will help you. Um, get through this day knowing that you are so loved. You are so cared for. The the beauty of God, I, I think, is that he's even more tangible a lot of times than the physical things in this earth realm. And so um, some people think, you know, well, you can't reach out and touch God. You know, you can't just talk to God. Yeah, you can. You really can. And he can touch your heart in ways that no human being can. He can wipe away your pain. He can comfort you. He can soothe you. He can do whatever is necessary to get you through those difficult times. So I would just encourage anybody that's really, really going through and having a hard time right now to reach out and to just allow God to love on them. Seriously. So that's where I am today, sis. I'm sorry. I'm just, I don't know. It's just the realness of how much God loves us is just amazing to me. So that's that's where I am. So where are you today? How are you? And how's my brother? And is he enjoying his day? And what's all going on on your side? You know what I thank God for, sis, is because I'm on the other side of the interim where we both have bared children and brought children into this world, but we're not really, they, we don't communicate with each other. I'm just going to keep it real with everybody, and it's like that sometimes. Um, I thank God for the moments that he gives me, whether it's with my own children or the children, spiritual children he sent in my life to touch me or for me to touch them. I thank God for the spiritual fathers as well. I've lost both of my fathers, my one that brought me into this world and one that raised me and showed me what a father was really like. So I thank God for that right now. Um, um, he is enjoying his day. You know, I'm thanking God that we're at the maturity now where we don't trip over little days um, and, oh, my God, if we don't go out to dinner, oh, my God, if he doesn't get that long. Oh, my God, if, you know, if he doesn't get that physical thing, you know, we actually just um, moved again and just trying to get everything in. And that's what we're doing on, on Father's Day. That's what we did. You know, I'm trying to say on others, again, 
I thank God for my first father to save me and love me and look past who I was and mm-hmm. who I am still to this day and constantly, continuously forgives me and loves me spite of all this craziness sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. With moving and work and different things, you know, I had to, this morning, I slid out of bed. I normally have my bed really high. Moving, I took, uh, I'm like, to get the high, I can't keep climbing in that bed at this age. So what I can do now, which I love even more, I can slide off that bed and get into his presence on my And it's been a while since I've been on my knees. And I, mm. I mean, realize that. And that's, you know, um, saying prayers in the car on my way to work, saying prayers here on my way doing this, and saying prayers and talking to the Lord, but truly on my knees. Mm. And when I fall on my knees, man, let me say something to you guys. Tears fall out of my eyes because that I didn't realize that's just such a moment of clarity and a moment of stillness where I can say to him, thank you. Thank you for keeping me. My husband just turned 63. You know, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful even just talking to you, Seth. So grateful to be able to talk to my mother and call her on the phone and tell her I love her. So I'm so grateful for what he has given me. And I ask him daily, don't let me concentrate on what I don't have or what I feel like I need to have. But mm-hmm. thank you for are in my life now. And I didn't mean to talk to death on that, but I'm just grateful. How's my brother enjoying the Father's Day today? Well, your brother has caught a summer cold, and so he has not been feeling too good. We had a phenomenal um, Father's Day brunch at KFI yesterday that the women hosted for our men and set it up all fancy and um, it was beautiful. It really was. And he didn't even get to attend, bless his heart, because he was here in the bed asleep. Um, but I, of course, brought him a plate and brought him his gift. And then today, he just literally, I would say, like eight minutes ago, woke up and just walked out the room to go to the bathroom. So, um, unfortunately, he's um, a little under the weather for Father's Day. But you know him. He's still always ever... Uh, same Carlton and he's cool. Ask him how he's doing. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, I didn't really realize how precious that is until you get that. And I thank God for that. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just, you know, I want you to get on the topic because I feel like the topic is something that we need to bring to the audience right now because when you text me and how God put it on your heart, I just really want to see the reaction of others out there when we begin to discuss what the topic is today. Amen. Amen. Well, um, then let's dive right into it. So our topic today is something that God has been dealing with me um, about for a couple of weeks, and um, and it has really blessed me. Last week we did a shut-in um, at the church, and so we were there from last Sunday to last Saturday, um, and just just to be able to be in God's presence, uh, presence and um, experience His peace um, brought a lot of clarity to things when we're in such a chaotic place in life. Things are going on. Um, I had, we moved and I had graduation and um, I had work and just all, so many different things going on. It tends to get noisy and you don't clearly hear. But when you can separate yourself and get to a place of quiet and of peace, you can hear clearer. You can um, experience the presence of God better. And he started dealing with me on what is your current spiritual capacity? What is your current spiritual capacity? In other words, how much room do you have for me to expand you? 
how much room do you have for me to enlarge your territory? If you remember several years ago, it's been a while now, but, you know, we go through trends in the body of Christ just like they go through trends in the earth realm. And there was this trend going on um, with the prayer of Jabez. And everybody was praying the prayer of Jabez. Somebody wrote a book on the prayer of Jabez. And the prayer goes like this. It's from First Chronicles 4 and 10. Jabez cried out to, to God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. And people were praying it and standing on it and decreeing it and declaring it. Um, but some weren't having any fruit from it. And even today, we're asking God to bless us. We're asking God to enlarge our territory. We want increase in our life. But if our spiritual capacity is at a place where you can't pour anything else in, then how is God going to continually bless you and continually enlarge your territory? Because that's the place where we want to get to in God, where it's a continual thing. It's not just um, bless me today and I'll be okay tomorrow kind of situation. No, you want that continual flow of God. You want to be blessed to be a blessing. And the problem is, is when you're dealing with capacity, the best illustration I can give you, if you have a glass and that glass is full of liquid, water, whatever it is, if it's completely full and you try to pour more into it, it's just filling out. You're not receiving anything else because the more you pour in, the more it's spilling out, so you're not receiving. But if you take the time to empty the glass, then you can refill it. So if we take the time to get the spiritual clutter out of us, the spiritual clutter out of our minds, the spiritual clutter out of our hearts, the spiritual clutter out of our spirits, so that we can be filled again and again and again. We empty out, we get filled, we empty out, we get filled, we empty out, we get filled. Then it increases our spiritual capacity. Because we are expandable. So because we're, this is how God made us, because we're expandable, as we pour out, when we're refilled, it's not just refilling the place that we were at, but we expand. So the refilling is greater. You're enlarging your territory. It is growing because you're pouring out and then you're getting filled. And so it's being stretched. You're being stretched. And because of that elasticity that God has placed within you and ability to stretch you, then you can take more in and you can take more in and you can take more in. So that's what I, I what's been, been dealing, what I've been dealing with and where God, um, laid on my heart to talk about today is what is your current spiritual capacity? Not where you were, not where you want to go, but currently today. And the reason it's important to address the current capacity is because if you don't address where you are right now, what God is saying in your life today, right now, then you will not be able to look into the future for expansion. If we're full right now, we have not left any room to learn more of God. We have not left any room to to study his word anymore. We have not left more room to do what you did today, sliding out of bed on your knees. You haven't left more room to increase your capacity. Then you're stagnant. You're not going anywhere. You're stuck. One of the things I was I was teaching on this for my television broadcast earlier today, and as I was saying and and dealing with it and listening to the Spirit of God, one of the things that He brought was the analogy of our mind, how we can expand our mind 
to take on more God thoughts because science will tell you, doctors will tell you that we only use a small amount of our brain capacity. There's so much more that we don't even tap into. But if we're saying, Lord, increase my capacity for more, then I'm saying, Lord, you can expand my mind to places that I've never used before. Give those places to you for God ideas. Give those places to you to learn more, for greater capacity to learn more of you, to be equipped more by you. If we look within our hearts, if we're honest, if we're truly honest, we all have little chambers in our heart that we have not given over to God yet. And it is evident by the things we do and say. Little chambers that, okay, God, I'm going to let you in the living room. I'll let you in the kitchen. You may even can sit at the table and at the dining room, but I'm not letting you in my bedroom because, boy, there's a real water in there. I don't want you to see what's going on in there. I don't want you to know what's happening there like he doesn't know. But like I said, if you allow and open yourself up and allow him to enlarge your current capacity to where you give him more room to work with, then you're sowing into your future. Because as your current capacity grows, so grows your future. Then you can really enlarge your territory. So that was really how what was on my heart with the topic today of your current spiritual capacity. And I think we've all shortchanged ourselves. We allow our pride to tell us what we're not going to do anymore, where we're not going to go, what we're not going to allow. We allow our limited capacity of thought to tell us that we can't think any greater thoughts, we can't desire any greater things. And then we close off chambers in our heart because of things that have happened to us and say, I'm not going to let God or anyone else go into this area of my heart again. So we've cut off that flow and we stifle our capacity. And so that's, you know, that's what I wanted to put out here so that we could kind of do a dive into how we're pouring out of ourselves into the lives of others and into the presence of God to allow him to enlarge our capacities. So your thoughts, my sister. Let me tell you this. I have a lot of thoughts on that. You covered all the boards. I'm sis, I've been hearing with me lately, and I'm again I always have to touch that other side. With me lately, you guys, my spiritual capacity, I realize that I have been the the cross between Mary and Martha. Needing to sit down and spend time with my father because that's what's important to hear. To finding myself getting caught up with my job, with my work, and with my everything. And then I'm barely hearing or spending any time with him. I'm crossed in between. But just what you just said is so powerful and so deep. And I just keep hearing the Lord over and over again saying, come. You're always, you're spending time doing this because there's going to be plenty of time to get that house together. There's, there'll be plenty of time to do this, but there's not plenty of time to spend with me. Yeah. So I'm recognizing it, and I thank God for his Holy Spirit. I'm recognizing it, and I'm realizing it. And it's more important, honestly, to spend more time before him. And it don't take a lot of time. We can get so crossed up. It doesn't take a lot of time. Sometimes I feel bad, but let me say something to you again. We always told you guys, start with five, ten, fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. It's hard sometimes to begin something that you haven't done. If it's easy, sometimes I can sit down, you guys, and I can be the TV's on, and before I know it, I have my phone in my hand, and before you know it, I'm in between Instagram and trying to catch up with Facebook and let people know that I am paying attention to what's going on in their lives, trying to comment and touching things. And I keep hearing the Lord say, all this time that you're doing this, you could have been spending with me. Mm-hmm. So I'm here to say this. Take that time. It's so important, you guys, in the times that we're living in right now. It's going to be so 
important to know your spiritual capacity. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we know what we can't put up with and what we can with our families now. A lot of times now we know what we can put up with our friends, on our jobs, our associates, and our relationships, marriages. However it is, we basically are getting that down, but we don't have spending time with God down. Now let me first say this to you. I know that there's some you wake up early in the morning, and I promise you, you go before God and you're spending that time, but what are you doing impactful in the land? What are you doing impactful in your family? What are you doing impactful in your church to make a change for the better? Because, see, I can't it, – it puzzles me when I know that certain people can pray that long, and you're still going to bust hell wide open with your attitude or with your selfishness or with your stinginess or with your self-righteousness. And this is not what the show is all about, and I'm not throwing stones or anything like that. But what I'm saying is when you say spiritual capacity to meet this, that's deep down in your soul. Go down to the core of it and ask yourself, even when you sit down and spend time with him, are you spending time with him because you need something? Hmm. You need him to move in a special way in your life? Are you sitting down with him because something is wrong? I'm not saying that that's not the time that you go to him. But how many times did you just sit down and say, I don't want anything. I just Mm. want to say thank you. I don't need anything. I just want to say thank you. You're supplying my needs. You said you would. I eat every day. I drink if I want to, water, whatever it is, juice, whatever it is. And the grocery prices are high as the devil right now. Mm -hmm. I'm still driving as high as gas prices are. I still have shelter over my head. It's high. It's rent. And different things are going up right now. But how many of us are truly sitting down and just saying, thank you? Mm -hmm. What can I do for you? So it's good that you wake up early in the morning. And I'm sure I'm not telling you it's not good prospering, just laying out before God. But when you get up off that floor, please tell me that you're changed. Mm-hmm. Please tell me that you're asking God for an inner change in your core, not on the outside. Because I'm going to be honest with you, sis, I don't care about all that outside appearance. I can dress up and look like I am a church person if I want to. All the way down. I have that down to a key. But the truly when all the makeup is off and when all the hair is off, can you really get down for your crown and pray for somebody? Do you mm-hmm. really have to have a reason? Do you have to have a reason when the Lord say to you to give to that person? Do you have to know what's going on in their life to give? So that's to me is what spiritual capacity is. What is what level are you on? How much are you handling in your life right now? How much are you trusting and believing God right now? What's important in your life right now? Is it that new position on a job? Because that's easy to get caught up in. Mm-hmm. Is it that brand new car you've been seeing sitting on that car lot? Because that's easy to get caught up in. I'm not telling you it's not important because my family is falling all apart. Please believe me. But I believe in my heart when he said, when I put him first, everything else will fall in line. Mm-hmm. That's spiritual capacity to me. Because every day, trust me, is a Father's Day. Because he wakes mm-hmm. up every day and he doesn't have to. Yes. But he does. I'm going to stop talking on that level since I'm going to let you continue on. No, that was very good. Very good. And it's it's the truth. It's like, you know, we it's funny. It's like you can set out to do something and every distraction in the world will come along and try to prevent you from completing the task that you, you set out to do. But what's your capacity to not be distracted? What is your capacity to say, Mm-mm, no, Lord, you gave me this assignment. 
and I'm going to see it through. We can look at capacity from so many different angles, seriously. But the gist of it is, are you pouring out into the lives of others that you may be refilled again? You know, even, Susan, what you're saying with your family, you know, families go through. You know, we we have family members that um, that go through, and it breaks our heart to see, because we would love to be the cleavers, who was a myth, the logical, <laughs> like that. The cleavers was TV, y'all. Just just so you know, um, leave it to Beaver. That the cleaver family that was TV, that was not reality. Reality is families have issues. Reality is there are struggles. Reality is that relations have to be worked at, be it husband and wife, be it parents and children, be it spiritual family, be it relationships on your job. No matter where, if a relationship is not cultivated and worked at, then it's not going to work. And and that means parties within the relationship have to work at it. You know, friendship, it, a one-sided friendship is draining. If you're the friend who's always providing, always doing, always the, the person edifying and building, and that other person never takes you into consideration, it's all about them, it's that me, me, me syndrome, then that's not a true friend. It's not a true relationship in any situation. If there's one that's just a, a taker and the other one is in the constant giving role, then that's not, that's not the relationship that God has called for you. That's not the relationship that he would have you to endeavor within. In the relationship, in the true relationship, even in our relationship with him, there is both sides giving of themselves. God has provided everything for you. And in return, he wants you to give him all of you. That's what it's about. And if you do that, if you come to him and, and acknowledge that he needs to be in the forefront of everything that you're doing, he needs to be that center cord of every relationship that you're in especially in your family. You see, what, you've, what, what you're experiencing, Tam, and what so many others out there experience in their families is but a season. Sometimes it's a long, hard season, but it's but a season. If you have faith in God and you believe his word to be true and you believe that he will bring your family together, you believe that deliverance will come to each house that it is necessary in, you believe that the love of God will knit you back together no matter what has transpired. You believe in the miracle, resurrecting, reconciliating power of Christ then what you're going through is but a season. I'm not making light of that season because that can be a really, really hard season because your love is on the line. But it is just a season because your faith in God, your belief in God will tell you, tell you got this. I know what I see, but I don't care because you've shown me my future and it looks better than my present. You've shown me the future of my children. Your word decreed and declared that not just me, you didn't just save me, but when you saved me, you decreed and declared that me and every member of my household would be saved. Not partial, not some, but every member of my household would be saved. I heard a story, and I know I don't have all the facts to it right now because it's been a while since I, I visited the story, but I, and it was a true story. And the truth of the matter was, was that a mother stayed on her face, prayed diligently for her children to be saved. She died in her 90s, still believing God 
that her children would be saved. She had a couple that were, but she had some that still weren't. But she left this earth realm believing and appreciating and praising God that he was going to answer her prayers. A few years after she passed, her son, now in his 90s, had a neighbor, and that neighbor invited him to church. He had always pressed back about going to church. He didn't want to go. He didn't want to go. But this particular time, he went, and he received Christ. And he said he saw his mother sitting there. He heard his mother's prayers when he went up to the altar to receive God. You see, that's the power of prayer. That's the power of believing God. That no matter what, I mean, Tanya, you and I see it every day when we look at mother's children and her grandchildren who she prayed for relentlessly, relentlessly. And we watch them come in, watch them get saved. Some of them after her passing. After her passing. Yes. And yes. But her her prayers prayers didn't fail. Her prayers didn't fail. All the sewing she did. All the sewing she did. And I came home from Mother's Day just to see how even more blessed that her family is and her children. And her mm-hmm. children's children are mm-hmm. blessed. Let me tell you guys something. I promise you, that is a true story. I used mm-hmm. to say all the time, says, Mother, why are you, you sewing? You sewing how much, Mother? You know what I'm saying? And she would say, because it's, I know I'm not going to, I may not be here to see it, but I'm sewing for the future, mm-hmm. for, for my children and my children's children to be mm-hmm. blessed. Yeah. That's powerful, you guys, right there, because my sister will tell you, she did it just like that. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to find out where you are in Christ. It's so important to do inventory, do inventory checks. It's so easy, you guys. You could be praying every day, and before you know it, I promise you, look within yourself. You'd be like, what? I did what? Because mm-hmm. I promise you something. I've been at work, and I, I love people, and I pray all the time. But, man, you guys, this week I was, like, tested. By the end of the week I was like, I'm ready to be off. I promise you, Lord, help me right now because I don't <laughs> like people. And I know that's not a good thing right now because, you know, period. Please believe me. Since I was at work and I was, like, getting at, at the end, you know, getting kind of edgy. And, I, mm-hmm. and just helping people because people don't realize when you – Speak to people. When you put a smile on your face, when you go, you know, you do things according to God, it drains you sometimes. And I was just feeling so drained. And this man asked me for a couple of things. And, you know, I get agitated sometimes when I say, can I help you? Tell me everything you need. I'm wrapping up one thing and I say, is there anything else I can get you? Yeah, can I have that steam and that? Okay, sure you can. Would that be all for you? No, I need that steam too. Tell me everything you need, sir. You know, by that time, you guys, I was like, tell me everything you need. When I got done doing everything, you guys, I just this is a, a testimony because this is a true story. That man, when he got done, I got done with everything. I say, made with love because I had to, he don't know, I had to press to put, to put my Christ on because I was getting low in my spirit and my soul because mm-hmm. I'm flesh. And that man said to me, I just need you to know something. The reason why I keep coming here is because of you. Mm. Every time I come, you always put a smile on your face. Every time I come, you always go out your way and do a little bit more. And I thought to myself, Lord, look at you. Mm. (laughs) Testing Mm. my capacity of what you filled my cup up with, of what you've Mm. given me, of what you entrusted me with. Mm. Am I doing what you entrust me with? So I hope I'm staying on what we're talking about, the top oh, of capacity. I always try to show you guys it's two sides, two sides always to every story. Mm-hmm. And I know my sister. I know my sister. She goes and shut-ins. I know my sister. She. This is not a, a facade. 
that my sister Corletta is putting on. It's not. This is real. And we were saved at the same time. But where I, you guys, looked down another road and I turned around and went the other way, she kept on the beaten path. And God has proved himself. Trust me. And, yes, I've gone astray. But spite of, I can tell you his love to say, I know he loves me too. Amen. So Amen. capacity runs on so many different levels. You don't have to be where my sister Corletti is or where T.D. Jake. Look at them as a strength to help you spiritually, but don't look at them as wanting the capacity that they're on. You may not even mm-hmm. can handle them. As the, as the movie says, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> so only ask God for what you can handle for where you are in your life right now. And I believe you'll get different results than looking at somebody else wanting what Sue got or what Elder Corlett got or what Joyce Myers got. And it's not that your gift is not any different or any less important. Maybe God want to use you on a different capacity. You know, when you were saying that, something else dropped in my spirit when you were when you were sharing just then, and and that's when you said you may not even be able to handle. You don't know what people's current capacity has cost them, because like I said, every time you pour out and you get refilled, you gain greater capacity. But that pouring out sometimes can take on the form of a crushing. And you don't understand the pressure that people sometimes have to be put under as they're crushed in order to expand their capacity. I was, this was a few years ago, uh, Juanita Bynum was really going through some things at the time, and people were pointing fingers and saying different things about her, and I was talking to a, a, a woman, a mighty woman of God. I promise you she was just, you know, um, a pastor, actually, a pastor here in Vegas, and she was sharing, and she said she had the audacity to say something um, negative about Dr. Bynum at the time, and she said the Lord shut her down so fast and said, you couldn't even handle a tenth of the pressure that this woman walks under every day. Ah. And she was like, oh. Ah. Ah. She That's said how. it shut her down so fast. It shut her down so fast because people That's that how. are elevated and are out there in the public scrutiny Okay, we do things, we fall short, but it's not on the jumbotron. People that are out there in the forefront, our leaders, are on the jumbotron. So the pressure that they're on and under for every little thing is immense. It's immense. And we have no idea. And so what you were just saying, Tam, about don't seek somebody else's capacity. Don't seek what somebody else, what you may see in somebody else, because you may not handle what it took for them to get there. It's very vital. It's very vital. Let me tell you, you have enough trials and tribulations of your own that you're going to have to walk through, that you're going to have to weather the storm in the midst of, and that you're going to have to allow God to build your faith capacity in order for you to get through it than to be worrying about everybody else. Remember, you were fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a peculiar people, a unique and holy person, okay? And because you're unique, and fearfully and wonderfully made in your own mold, not in the mold of someone else. Your capacity is different. All of our capacities are different, and they enlarge and increase on different levels. So like Tam is saying, you don't know what she's walked through to have the capacity that she has today. You have no idea what I've walked through to have the capacity that I have today. You don't know what a Dr. Bynum or a Cindy Tram or a Joyce Myers or a T.D. Jakes have walked through 
to have the anointing that's on their lives. So don't compare your current situation and your current capacity to anybody else. Work on yours. Work on how God wants to extend and expand your capacity. And don't ever allow vainglory and pride to cause you to close your capacity down, to cause you to think you know everything you need to know about that situation or about that subject or about how to do this, that, and the other. A master chef is always learning. There's always a new recipe for them to learn. There's new techniques that come out. Physicians are always doing continual education, just like teachers. Why? Because there's new revelations coming out. There's new medications. There's new teaching teaching methods. There's new things being uncovered each and every day. New technologies are being introduced. If you're going to stay relevant in the things of God, you got to stay relevant in the times of God, which means what I knew 30 years ago was a great foundation for where I am 30 years later, but it wasn't the be-all, end-all. It was a beginning to have something built upon. So never get to that place where you, "Mm mm-mm, oh, I got it, Mm -hmm. because I've been there. I got this. God said, really? Mm -hmm. Let me show you. (laughs) And by the time he got through showing me, nope, mm, don't have this, sorry. (laughs) You know, I'm serious. God knows how to bring you a little behind down. If you get a little too high and lofty and think of yourself too much, he will bring you down. But why? It's not out of meanness. It's not to discredit you or dissuade you. It's so that you never get to the place where your capacity cannot be expanded. So you never get to the place where you cannot share and encourage somebody else's life. So that you never get to that place where you're pointing a condescending finger at anyone. We've all been guilty of it. Every single one of us have been guilty of it and may be guilty of it again. But hear the voice of the Lord today. And remember, you're not responsible for them. You're responsible for you. You're responsible to keep yourself in a posture of ever-increasing revelation. And revelation comes from God. So make sure you don't get so caught up Timothy is the, is one of my favorite scriptures when I think about this walk that we do with God because we're warriors. We're warriors. And he said, do not get so entangled in the cares of this world. Because, see, you're supposed to please the one that called you to be a soldier for him. Soldiers can't get entangled with the distractions of the world. They've got to just be obedient. I tell myself sometimes, just shut up and march. Just shut up and march. I've got to shut my own thoughts down. I've got to shut my own mind down so that I have the capacity to be obedient to what God is saying. Because I'm a rebel at heart. I know me. I'll rebel in a heartbeat. My biggest issue was for somebody to tell me what I can and cannot do. Because you said I can't, then I must. (laughs) That was me growing up. Oh, you said I can't do that? Watch me. In some arenas, that's good. Other arenas, that's very bad. You better pick and choose which arena you're in before you say what, what you will and will not do. Because if you're hearing the voice of God, you don't never tell him what you will and will not do. You shut up and march. You say, yes, sir. Right now, sir. And you move. I think about when my pastor speaks to me. If he gives me a directive, it's yes, sir. And I move right then because he represents that spiritual father in my life that I know is not going to steer me wrong. Now, if it's something that I'm questioning, I may ask for for clarification. 
but he has yet, he has yet to not give me God counsel. He's never given me ungodly counsel. And I know him to be a man of God. Be careful who you let speak into your life. But if you know God has given you a man or a woman of God of integrity to speak into your life, you better hear them. You better hear them. Now, that's not to say that they're perfect and that they can't get it wrong. But it's been 33 years, he's yet to get it wrong. I'm serious. Because God has given him special intuition and insight into me to make sure that he keeps me walking on that proper path. I'm not going to say I've I've agreed every time he said something to me. But if I step back and I think about it, I recognize and I understand and I can hear God's voice in it. And if it's something that troubles me, again, he's not a dictator. I can go to him and say, okay, I heard what you said, but here's my question in it. And then it's like, God, come let us reason together. Even with God. I mean, I, and I've said this before on the show. There's some things in his word that I'm like, really, God? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that one. <laughs> but then I have to know God. And I have to recognize his voice. And it's like, you didn't ask my permission, Lord. Let me just shut up and mark. <laughs> let me just do what you told me to do. Because it's all about glorifying you. And if I bring glory to you, you will give me the desires of my heart, which means that it will all work out to my good. Because my desire, my sole desire, is to be pleasing before you. So, we got three minutes, sis. Um, I just want you to go through the throne of God and pray for the capacity of our hearers. Heavenly Father, I first want to thank you again for being Lord over our lives and being Mm -hmm. God, Master, Savior, but most of all, Father, Daddy, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Mekidish, Mm -hmm. Jehovah Nisi, just being that Lord of Lords. Thank you for Father God for knowing that when we come to you, we will not be denied. We won't Mm -hmm. even be turned down. We won't be laughed at nor will we be tormented or looked at for anything but your creation of who you made us to be in your love, your perfect love. I just pray in the name of Jesus for all those that are listening that you would touch their hearts the way you know that you can Mm -hmm. for the capacity that they can handle. Not on a level that sometimes we we think so much higher than what we should. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. anything's wrong with it. But teach us, Father God, the steps. Teach us what we have to go through. And teach us, Father God, not to look at the next one and saying, oh, man, look what they got. Mm. I can do that. But show us the capacity and the levels that we're on and what we can do for you because it's just as great. It's just as important. And, Lord, right now we're just praying from everything from the White House all the way down to the poor house. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus right now, we pray for those who have lost loved ones a father, and they can't get over it. Father God, they can't move on. Give them peace. Father God, right now, please touch in a way that they've never touched before. Life is going on. We have to move on. And I thank you right now, Father, for what you're doing in our lives right now in 2021 and what you're going to continuously do. And we thank you right now, Heavenly Father, to each individual family that has fathers over and not fathers and mothers that are mothers and fathers. We thank you for them. Thank you for that capacity. Because what they don't know is that's a high capacity to handle both positions and titles. We thank you right now, Father God. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. Amen. 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 Well, I thank you, my sister. Thank you for... All that you have done um, in sharing today because you had some very, very rich and powerful um, analogies and words. So to him be the glory. And again, I love you. I love you. 
to all of the fathers out there. We pray that you are enjoying your day. If you're hearing the syndicated, we pray that you enjoyed your day. So to God be the glory. We will endeavor to be with you again next week. Same God time, same God channel. Same God channel. We love you guys. Hallelujah. Have a beautiful week in the Lord. God bless. God bless you guys. Let's keep it real.